Hey everyone and welcome to Spoiled. This is the official spoiler cast of Sifted Games at sifted.net. In today's episode, we're going to be discussing season one of The Last of Us on HBO. If you have not watched the show, this is your cue to stop listening now. I'm going to give you a few seconds of silence to get out of here and after that, all bets are off. So if you have not watched the first season of The Last of Us on HBO, stop listening right now. Although if you clicked on a show called Spoiled, The Last of Us, and you haven't watched The Last of Us, you kind of deserve it, huh? I'm just, I'm just Unless covering... you just got really screwed by autoplay. I don't know. I'm just covering all the bases here, Matt. You know how people are about spoilers. Oh, yeah. And by the way, if you're wondering who's talking to you about the first uh, season of The Last of Us, I'm Shane Satterfield. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Dinfire. And Matt Kyle is alongside to discuss the show, and you can find him on Twitter at mkyle. Before we start going on kind of an episode-by-episode synopsis and analysis of the show, I just want to share some general feelings about it. First thing I would say is that it's amazing mm -hmm. and that it's way better than I thought it was going to be and that Neil Druckmann is way better at this movie and TV stuff than I ever could have dreamed. Yeah, I mean, it helps that the games he makes are very cinematic, narrative, kind of linear games to begin with. It does, yeah. Um, he's, got a, he's got a mind for it. And... Uh, uh, I mean, I think this is what he wants to do. I agree, uh, and I don't like it. Uh, I'm, I we will we will definitely get Last of Us Part Three. He'll finish his baby. Yeah, I don't know if he'll, after that if he'll make another video game though. Uh, I think he he might step away and and become more of a film, more more in film and television stuff because like I mean, look, I think that I think that's what he'd like to do. It's it's clearly he wants to tell stories. You do not need to work in games to tell stories, even though you can't tell special specific kinds of stories in games you necessarily can't in others. But I think you know he. I think he will split his time because you are dealing with someone. You know, clearly he saw the opportunity to tell the story slightly differently in mm -hmm. this adaptation. It's one of the yeah. best adaptations of a game or really any medium to another medium I've ever seen. Yes. Yeah, but he also understands, clearly, he understands the strengths of interactive storytelling as well. So I can definitely see Neil Druckmann being someone who's like, I want to tell this particular story. This is the correct story for a for a TV show. Or like, I got, then he's got another idea. He's like, this the idea needs to be a video game. Mm. You know, I could see him just sort of choosing his medium based on what he wants to do currently in terms of what story he wants to tell. And he's going to have the clout. To be like, hey, Sony, I want to make another video game, and they'll be like, yes, sir, please come yeah. on in. You know, that, <laughs> he's like, kind of the 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 Gaijin Kojima, like he's Kojima from America. I feel like both of them really want to be movie directors and movie writers. They don't really want to make video games. Yeah, I, I well, I don't get don't want to make video games from Druckmann, but I the difference is that Neil Druckmann is a very talented man. And well, Kojima he's very is, good at making in films terms of storytelling. Yeah. yeah, Kojima is n not. No, not. Yeah, no. I mean Neil Druckmann is basically aiming to make prestige television and film, and Kojima is making knockoff John Carpenter flicks. Like they're, they're very different. That both levels. of them tried to use game development as a vehicle to get to do what they really wanted to do. I yeah. guess is where I would draw the parallels. Um, oh yeah, I just one of them did it right. <laughs> did it very well. Kojima did not. Yeah. Um, I always found it interesting that Kojima never moved more into anime because mm -hmm. I know he wants to do Hollywood live action stuff. Yeah, but like that that industry is very small in yeah, Japan. It, it certainly was small at the time he was in his heyday in the mm -hmm. '90s and early 2000s. Now it's a little different. Yeah, but like I was always surprised that he didn't. Also, he could have. Yeah. I mean, he would have been making schlock, but like he seems to like that. <laughs> I mean, know? that's kind of his wheelhouse, isn't it? Yeah, but we're dealing in you know. Meanwhile. Neil Druckmann has co-executive produced one of the best 
shows HBO's ever put out. So this it's is, literally, I mean, it doesn't matter, regardless of whether it's based on a video game no, or not. not at all. It's literally one of HBO's best shows ever. Yeah, and it's got, it's, uh, what is it, it's got, by the midpoint of the season, it was at a, at a viewing a viewer average of, I think, 23, 24 million. Yeah, it's like a it big took Game, Game of Thrones number. It took Game of Thrones four years to get to that yeah, point. Yeah, it's amazing. And obviously it's different because Game of Thrones was on, you know, cable and this is on streaming, so yeah. it's a little different. But like, and, and every single episode of Last of Us had more viewers than the last one, except for the, the one that aired... Um, the Friday, Friday before the Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, that one had like 11 million because they had to count the whole weekend. Right. All the other counts are just Sunday. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, but every, other than that, which you don't have the data for Sunday because it's a different situation, every single episode had more viewers than the last. That is extremely rare. Oh, yeah. Extreme, so this is like usually, usually you peak around episode three and then drop and then come back up for the family. This is just built and built and built and built. Yeah. And this is confirmed already two more seasons. Yeah. At least two more seasons. Uh, yeah, they say at least two more seasons for the second game. And now this this first season, nine episodes, which and also, it takes you through the whole course of the first game. Yeah, which also gives them time to get the third game finished. Right. So. Or, well, so what they said is that part two is going to get them through more than one season of the show. Oh, yeah. They announced that this week. Yeah. Um, at least two seasons. So it's a bigger game. Is, it's a bigger story. If there is a four season, that will be based on the Last of Us Part Three video game. Mm-hmm. So probably they might actually have to go to season four for two, depending on how they run well, it. But he this, said but this, he this would, season, he said the show would never outstrip the games. Yeah. So the season one. Well, he, yeah. You will never see season three. You will never see Part Three material in the show first. Right. You'll never um, have important plot points broken or released mm-hmm. in the show before the video game. It will always happen first in the games. So. Mm-hmm. Next two seasons, they're going to spread out The Last of Us Part Two. They're going to split it. And I think both you and I know where they're probably going to cliffhang. I do not, though. Really? I you think, don't think at that most pivotal moment they're going to... I think you I think you structure that differently for a, for a, okay. a non-interactive game. There's an obvious part in The Last of Us Part Two. There is, but I, I, think, you, I think you do that differently for a, for a non-game. Okay. I, I think you, you... There's a... there's a. am very, very interested to see how they adapt the second story. Because I think it wor- the way they have it structured in the game works very well for a game in a situation... And that you see this in this, this one, too. Like, they are very, very aware... That building empathy and identification with these characters is different in a medium where you are not playing as them. Yeah. And considering who you play as in the second game and who you switch to in the second game, if you're not playing as her, that's a harder sell. You have to build the empathy sooner. Yeah. I and agree. that's going to, I'm very, and look, I have all the confidence in the world they'll do that well because they already did it well. Yeah. You know, in, the first, in this one. Like, yeah. They know exactly where to expand, exactly where to pull away, exactly where to keep it the same. Like, it's a remarkable achievement. In that, I would teach a college course on adapt, adapting from one medium to another just using this show. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. So, as we said, there's nine episodes. We are going to go through the episodes chronologically and kind of discuss each one. One thing that's unique about doing a spoiler cast for this is that there's the dichotomy between the interactive version of The Last of Us, the game, and then the non-interactive version, which is the show on HBO, and the differences between the two. How they handled the characters, how they handled the plot. In a lot of cases, some parts of the plot from the game are completely gone, replaced mm-hmm. by other things. It's very interesting how they've decided... Sometimes there's just a lot more information in yes. the show than what we got in, yep. the, in the game, they which fill is in the blanks a lot in the show. There's a, you know, the last episode has a section that, like, 
that Druckmann's had it in mind for a bunch of different like spinoff and and you know supplemental material that he just never got made, and yeah. then like they realized they could do it here, and so they did, which yeah. is pretty neat. Um, it's a it's a masterclass in how to expand Adapt and in. but keep it this you're still keeping the same story and keeping the same themes and keeping the same impact. Yeah, it's very it, it's it's I I don't know if I've ever seen anything like it. Like you're talking about Godfather level adaptation. It really from, is from the Mario Puzo book. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and it's like you know, there's, obviously there's adaptations that have outstripped their source material. Like Jaws is a much better movie than the book Jaws. Mm-hmm. But it's also very, very different. Yeah. Like it's barely recognizable outside of some of the characters have the same name, and there's a shark. Yeah. Um, this well, is there's also the same setting and right. There, there's some, but like you wouldn't recognize those characters are completely different yeah. people. Absolutely. And like this is just like everything's. It's a fascinating way of the nuance to how to adapt this thing is. Um, rare it is like it like it's rare not in just terms of knowing what you need to do but knowing when to hold back yeah like it's fascinating yep okay let's start with episode one uh the first big difference between the show and the game is when it starts Mm -hmm. so in the show everything starts in 2003 in the game everything starts in 2013 which is when the game came out right which is when the game came out so the fungal infection is basically the same except Mm -hmm. they explain it a lot more in the show um, the fungal infection is mutated cordyceps. Yeah, yeah the, the the show actually starts in the late 60s. Right. You know, on it's a like talk a, show. There's like a talk show 70s. where they're explaining how fungus could ultimately yeah. end society. Flash forward to 2003, and that's basically what's happening. Mm-hmm. There's this crazy fungus that has invaded America's food supply. It the got world. into the wheat, and so therefore it's in the flour, mm-hmm. and therefore people who are eating baked goods are being turned into basically yeah. zombies. And, and our heroes uh, accidentally... Or fail to eat flour for it's like a whole day. It's very deft how they turn down the yeah. pancakes, and it just all works out that they yeah. do not eat the flour. And there's a lot of stuff. I mean, a lot of it is from the game. Like there is a there is a newspaper you find that speculates on it being in the food supply. There's a newspaper you find that mentions riots in Jakarta, right? Um, right. Which yeah. which is where in the show very explicitly it like it started there, mm-hmm. and that makes a lot of sense because Jakarta is actually the home of the largest flour processing plant in the world. Interesting. Um, <laughs> Did their homework. Yeah. Well, also, like, you, 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 oh, you, so it's never made explicit what happened. I mean, Joel speculates on it in the game, but the show outright Tells lays you. it out. Like, yep. it came from the flour. Yeah. Like, it, 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 that's what happened. Yep. The because biggest, of the raise in global temperatures. Yeah. Which is implied in the talk show segment. The biggest change in the show, I believe, from the game, as far as the base rules of the universe, is that the, there's no spores in the show. Mm-hmm. So in the game, there are these spores that float in the air. And if you inhale them, you can become a zombie. Mm-hmm. In the show, the only way you can become a zombie is to be bit. Bitten or they stick their tendrils in right. kind of thing. Yeah. But you can't just breathe in the air and yeah. become infected. You, need, you like, need contact. And that's a big change. It is a big change, but I do think it's a better I agree. change. It works for the um, show. It works for the show because mainly because they didn't... people tiptoeing did, around all the time well, they didn't want spores in the air. Well, right? they didn't want uh, masks on the yeah. actors the whole time. I can see that too. Um, the other thing about it is like it actually makes more sense because like I know the real life cordyceps in ants, like the point, you know, it pops out and spits it's spores disgusting, out. Yeah. But, um... The but the thing is, um, if it was spreading through spores, 
we would have there would be no chance everyone would be dead like because <laughs> yeah, i know you know in the game they put their masks on they go through the spore infected yeah. area and they come out it would be in your clothes oh, it would yeah. be in your hair it would be it's not every, realistic like at it, all, you'd yeah. everyone if you walk through a spore infested area gas mask or no you'd be infected everyone's getting it because yep. you, it would be on you like yep. there'd be no way to get rid of it that's what spores do yeah like that's the that's whole point <laughs> of spores <laughs> yep. um, um another change is that in the show the cordyceps have these like vines, these tendrils yeah. that grow every, every everything. Cilia, yeah. cilia, and if you step on them in the show, it alerts. Yeah, they got a network. The zombies, they can figure out where you are and they'll come. Yeah, in and the it, game. And I'll bet you that pops up in three. <laughs> like they're gonna will. add that'll be a game mechanic in, in part three. Yep. That'll be like the the new evolution where you the, can't step on certain stuff. Yeah, or they'll come and they have mm-hmm. to survive a horde mode or whatever. Um, so anyway, that's that also, by game. the way, is a that's a real fungus thing yeah like that's a real thing there are fungus networks that are the size of u.s states yep it's the you know a fung a a mushroom is the largest living organism in the world it It takes up a giant there's a there's a a lot of life comes from oh yeah well well, there's a well there's a quote from um it's a it's a bio uh like a bio professor people get organic chemistry and they keep people keep asking about what you know when he talks about life and organic and they, they, they ask about fungus or mushrooms and he's like he's like we don't know they are not related to anything else in the world. We don't know where they came from. They are not part of the evolution. They are not plants. They are not animals. Some of them are immortal. Some of them can kill you. Some of them are beneficial. Some of them are just tasty. Like, we don't know. I cannot teach you about the mushrooms. Yeah. Like, the fung- fungus are some of the weirdest things we live alongside on the planet. And we don't think about it because they're everywhere. Yeah, it's true. It's... Yep. Yeah, that's one of the things that makes this an effective apocalypse is, you know, it's just that little turn of the lens and you're like this thing that's everywhere we don't think about suddenly can kill you and that's the end of it like i mean covid i mean that's there too (laughs) but there's (laughs) but also but there's something a little more graspable about a respiratory infection right absolutely you know i'm not saying people would run around and the cordyceps is a great thing because if you go look go look at videos of this thing you know and the ant thing is it, there's cordyceps there's the versions of this man. for almost every species mm-hmm. one of the best videos i've seen it's, it's a beetle so it's like a, it's not a cockroach but it's similar to a cockroach looking beetle and the whole back third maybe half of it is hollowed out it's just gone it's, it's just a shell of a creature it's a dead creature mm-hmm. but it's walking oh it's moving Prey mantis right also the cordyceps for those yeah creepy af man. the one thing i will say um, no cordyceps has ever jumped species. Oh, really? It's never. They've never even seen it jump from one ant subspecies to another. Interesting. So the idea that it would be able to jump from insects to us is basically Unlike. impossible. Okay. Because I'll give you another little factoid. We eat cordyceps every day. Yeah. Because it know. is literally in the food supply. Yeah, because yeah. It's, but it's harmless to yeah, us. Yeah. So, so yeah, the idea that... You're not even talking about the flower supply being contaminated by some new thing. You're talking it's about there. something that's always been there suddenly <laughs> being dangerous. And yes, we would have no idea until it happened. Yep. Um, as the show starts, it's Joel. Uh, they avoid eating the flour. They, they yeah, but, turn down the pancakes. Yeah, they actually, yeah, they don't get the pancakes. All uh, starts breaking uh, loose. She won't. She won't eat the the gross cookies. Yep. Uh, he forgets to get a cake. Yep. Like it's it all. It just a, all works yeah. out. And so he flees with his daughter Sarah. But as it turns out, he ends up. In a confrontation with what are even the authorities at that point? It's just the government. They're like the National Guard or yeah. something. Yeah, and um, the army. And his daughter is killed mm-hmm. essentially. Um, and as you might imagine, that's quite a shocking moment for him. But then the show jumps twenty years, and Joel is living in a quarantine zone in Boston. 
It's managed by FEDRA, which is the Federal Disaster Response Agency. Mm -hmm. They're basically the bad guys. Yeah, they're basically like militarized FEMA. Yep. Um, and uh, he is with this his partner Tess, who is this middle aged woman who he's been like kind of working mm -hmm. as a smuggler with. <laughs> yeah, who actually looks middle aged in the show, as yeah. opposed to the game where she looks about twenty years yeah, younger. Yeah, yeah, you're right. She does actually. I think she looks the appropriate age. Yeah. In the show. Also, like I mean. Uh, and they were, I think they were talking about having the woman who played her in the game play her in the show, but she had cancer no. at the time, and she's, she actually passed away. Oh, okay. Um, so, they, so instead you got Anna Torv, which is one hell of a substitute. She's great. Yep. Um, if you, anybody remembers her from Fringe, yeah. she's very good. So one thing we did leave out was when all hell broke loose, he, his brother Tommy was there with him. Yeah. Tommy, Sa saves him from the, the guy shot, shot at him. Yep. And then Tommy ends up going out to Wyoming, mm -hmm. but jump 20 years into the future, they haven't heard from Tommy in a long time. And yeah, it's been a few months and they, they don't, and usually, about he usually communicates with him via radio and he hasn't heard anything back in a, in yep. a while. So they start to get worried about him. Um, and basically, I guess Tess. Tess was trying to get a, uh, uh, parts for the car they need to make the, dr the drive to Colorado and got screwed over. Yeah, they, they get scammed. Yeah, they get scammed by, um, what's his name? Robert? Yep, Robert. Yeah. Um, and so, and then she gets the shit beat out of her uh, by Robert's guys yep. and gets away because uh, the Fireflies, the, the terrorist organization that's fighting against Fedra, blows up something next to her, the room she's being beaten up in. Yeah. And she gets away because the, the two guys who are beating her up die. And um, she gets back to Joel, and that's different from the game. But because in the game, going and they decide to go get Robert and get their stuff back. Uh, and in the game, the um, the the quest to go find Robert and fight your way through all his goons is basically the tutorial. Mm -hmm. um, and in the show, they realize they don't need that. Yeah. Um, so they combine lots of tweaks like that. Yeah, they the combine show. that with um, them meeting up with Marlene, the leader of the Fireflies, who, who introduces them to Ellie because she needs them to take Ellie uh, west. Yep. Well, um, they, the guy sells the battery yeah. to the Fireflies. Yeah. So then Tess and Joel... So then they need to find they Marlene. They need to find the Fireflies. Marlene yeah. at the Fireflies, which they do. Um, and of course, it is established pretty much that you know, through, through implication that all these people know each other. Yeah, like the the underground, the black market, the firefly—they all—they've all been working because they're yeah, smugglers. Joel, yeah, and Joel and Joel, and Joel were smugglers. Joel's got a contact on Fedra, yeah. um, you know, a soldier who, who like looks the other way on things and stuff. Mm -hmm. It's a, it's a more it's much more established that there's a big elaborate thing happening here on all levels than it is in the game. Like yep. Joel does not have a Fedra contact in the game. Yep. So Fedra is also depicted as a much more effective organization in the in the show like uh, like they don't have yeah. helicopters in the game yeah um that it, it in, in the game it feels like fedra sort of hanging on by a thread that's true in the in the show fedra is winning the it's fight kind of won, the, the fireflies yeah. the fireflies are evacuating basically well, the other thing i would say too about the show versus the game is in the show the world feels less dangerous mm -hmm. like the 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 infected and the zombies are less of a danger than the other human beings yeah. in the show versus the game. Yeah, but your choice is basically live out in the world at risk of the zombies or live under oppression. Yeah. And um, as we find out later, uh, living under the fireflies or even people who have overthrown Fedra in general is not always better. Right. Yeah, because they're also, I mean... Yeah, a theme to this series it could just be people suck. Yeah, which is <laughs> like, generally pretty accurate, yeah. I hate to say it. Uh, so anyway, they go to Marlene... 
And she, you know, they're looking basically for a way to travel. And she's like, well, look, I can hook you up if you'll help me deliver this girl, Ellie, to, at that point, she's trying to get him to go to Boston, I think. Um, no, they're, right? in, they're in Boston. So she wants to get the her. state house. Yeah, in somewhere. Deliver to the state house and then they'll have other fireflies pick her up and take her wherever they're going after Yeah, they'll that. get a working truck if they deliver her. Yeah. Uh, but then while sneaking out of the QZ, the three run into a, a soldier on the outside, he tests him for infection and reveals yeah. that Ellie is positive. That's, and that's Joel's contact. Yep. And then Joel kills the soldier, and Ellie cl- mm. explains to them that they're immune. And there's this. This is also done way better in the show. Mm. The moments where people realize or, do, or can't accept that she's immune. Mm. The the portrayal of this, the emotion of this, in the show, so much sharper, so much more real than it was in the game. Like I just feel like they didn't sell it well enough in the show. Like the real doubt mm-hmm. that I mean, every time somebody encounters this, where you know Joel is for like she's like I'm immune. He's like, oh no, you're not. Like, and they're trying, they're ready to kill her. It's just this instinct that mm-hmm. as soon as someone's bitten, that they're they're dying and they're gonna kill me. I need to kill them now. Yeah. Or the, although the show also does a better job of paralleling Joel attacking the Fedra guy, because because you you can tell that he has a flashback basically a ptsd flashback to his daughter being killed by right. a man in, a, in body armor pointing a gun at him yeah, yeah. and he jumps him and beats him to death yeah and ellie's kind of into it no like that no one, scene no one's ever done that for where her she's before. looking over her shoulder watching him do that and at first she's ho- the, the the actress the mm-hmm. actor there yeah bella ramsey is she just is nails that scene man a flawless choice for this role she's watching it aghast and then you watch her face slowly change from aghast to like oh shit yeah like that's fair game here. This mm-hmm. world—that's what this world is yeah. now. Well, also, like that guy is doing that to protect me. Right. She's never had that before. Right. And if later on in the season, you really get into that, where yeah. she's really had nobody there, and it like at first, I feel like Joel resists taking the father role. Oh, for sure, he does has no interest in that. And this whole Joel show, is a, Joel is a much more broken man in the show than he is in the game. He is. And is it episode eight where he calls her baby girl? Yeah, when he rescues her. That's, well, he doesn't rescue her. He finds her. After she the, rescued in, herself. In the cannibal camp. Yeah. yeah. And he calls her baby girl. And that's when you realize, that's when the relationship changes. That's when yeah. you realize. That's when he's accepted it. Yeah. And he, he looks at her as her daughter, as his daughter, basically, yeah. that he needs to protect and she starts to look up to him as a father figure at the mm-hmm. very least. Although she yeah. had kind of done She's that already been there. But she he got was there before resisting. him. Yeah. yeah. She, he was resisting a lot more. Yep. I mean, he is... Um, and you have to do it that way, I think, because... You know, one of the things that's notable about the notable difference with the show is the show... The game is very much Joel's point of view, because you're playing as Joel. Right. The show is not Joel's point no, of view. No, you're right. The show is a broader story. Agreed. And it is not afraid to leave Joel and Ellie and tell the story of other people in the world to flash back to Jakarta at the day of the outbreak and kind of do all that. Like, it's a bigger tale. Um, and it works on a level that the game can't really hit because the game is correctly limiting your point of view to the characters you're playing as. Yeah. Uh, the game, the, the show gets to kind of go bigger than that and it's greatly to its benefit very, very often. But in exchange for not having that empathy directly to the character you control, Joel has to be more closed off and more damaged to be vis- you know, be readable that way by the audience. Yep. And they do a very good job. And Pedro Pascal does a very good job of it. Absolutely. Um, then we move on to episode two, a flashback to two days before mm. the worldwide outbreak. They're in Jakarta, Indonesia. Uh, the government has found one of the corpses, and there's a doctor there examining it. And the doctor, a, a mushroom, like a fungus expert. Yeah, like they call and, her in out of nowhere, and she basically says, "Just burn the city down." Yeah, nuke she's it. Like, just she nuke says, the she city. She says, "Bomb it." 
and bomb she's the right. whole thing. And she's like, and now I'd like to go home and spend the rest of the last few days, days with my, my family. family. Yeah. yeah. Another thing I know, I didn't realize this uh, until I played uh, Resident Evil 2 yesterday. Uh, Resident Evil 2, the outbreak happens the same day. No September way. 26th. Really? Uh, like obviously the the Resident Evil One events happen weeks earlier, yeah. but all the all the notes in the police station. There's a note from September 25th where they're like, "Oh, there's like weird people doing stuff in the town," and the shit hits the fan in the in Raccoon City on September 26th, Crazy. which is the same day as the where, where society collapses. And I might and I wonder if that was intentional on Neil Druckmann's part. He would he would know that. Yeah, he would know that's the same day, yep. which is also Joel's birthday. Yeah. So then it jumps back to the present, and Ellie's there with Joel and Tess. And that's when she explains to them that basically she's like the last, the uh, one of the hopes for a vaccine mm-hmm. or a, a cure for the cordyceps. Yeah, Marlene says she's the key, yeah. basically. And that's when the their attitude towards Ellie starts to shift as well. Yeah, because it was although, kind of standoffish. Although Tess's shifts much more. Yeah, like Tess believes in it, and Joel's kind of like, "What the hell? Come on!" Like Joel it's, doesn't be- Joel doesn't believe in anything. He's anymore. transactional. Yeah. He he doesn't look at the world anymore of, of like emotion and human no, relationships. He, he's just trying not to die. He's yeah. He's like, what can I do today to make it to tomorrow? Mm-hmm. And you're right. Tess is a little softer. Yeah. I think Tess was the same way until that. Maybe until uh, she because she is very. I mean, she's the one who says, "Let's go kill Robert." I mean, she no, is you're right. She is as hard as hard he ass. is. Yeah, but something about you seeing Ellie is immune hits something with her that that Joel has long ago put away. Yep. So they travel to the state house, but they get there. They find that the fireflies are all dead. Um, and at that point, Tess reveals that she had been bitten in a prior skirmish. Yeah, where they, they fought clickers. Yep. The first clicker that you see mm-hmm. in the show, which pivotal yep. and powerful moment, to be sure. Um, she reveals that she's been bitten. Um, Joel shoots an infected, which alerts the swarm. And the swarm is coming after them. And Tess is laid up a little bit mm-hmm. and she's saying i can't go with you i'm gonna be a hindrance leave me behind which is what she did in the video games but instead in the video games it was fedra who yeah, was fedra coming, had caught them yeah and instead it's a horde and well, this, so yeah the, the horde makes more sense it does this. and she basically says you guys go i'm gonna stay here i'm gonna take out as many as i can and delay as many as i can mm-hmm. and you guys go and live and that's what happens yeah and then she is horrifyingly kissed by one of the Zombies with the tendrils in his Ugh, mouth. Literally, very well stomach done. Stomach mat. Because she can't get the lighter to light yep. in time, and then she finally does, and the whole building blows up. And it's she sacrifices herself. Yeah. I mean, she goes out. She goes out big. She does. Yep. Still a sad moment. Like but yeah, they had done a great job making me care about Tess in mm-hmm. such a short amount of time. Yeah. I mean, and a lot Anna, of it was Anna what Torv you mentioned. Very good. The empathy that she had towards Ellie when yeah. Joel didn't that ingratiated me to her a little bit. Yeah, and all, this is that's also that scene is another good example of how much more broken Joel is in the show because in the game when she reveals she's been bitten, Joel freaks out a little bit. He's yeah. like, he's like, oh my, like what? Like, how long? You, you know, and in the show, Joel's like, mm, well, we got to go. Transactional. Like, like, like yeah. he he and she and he uh, and she says something about like Ike's like like I know you could never feel the or show me you feel the way that I feel. Like basically, she implies that. Their relationship has basically been like he it's transactional to him and she did care for him really, but like he never was able to come out of that. You yeah. Know? And you you know, he's a profoundly damaged person. Yeah. And and he just turns her and then leaves. Like he has no response to her being going to die. And and, and then. Then. Not not then. Yeah, but later, obviously. But yeah. like 
But in the game, that is one of the biggest differences in terms of Joel's like moment to moment responses to things is like game Joel really does show shock and and, and He wears grief. his heart on his sleeve more. A little bit, yeah. yeah. And with her, like not mm-hmm. maybe with anybody else. Like he's a hard yeah. man, but like he you know, he like he's not as closed off to Tess as he is in the show. And again, I do think that is a a, a good change for the show. Agreed. I think I think you, you need him to be you need him to have no one. Yep. So before Tess dies, she tells them that they need to go meet with Bill and Frank. And mm-hmm. later on, you find out that Bill and Frank are these partners that they have been working with, they've been bartering with and trading with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of the big reveal, I mean, obviously, uh, Bill didn't get all this backstory in, in the game. One of the big reveals in the show is you see that uh, Joel and Tess have been together for at least 13 years. Right. Yeah. Which is not a thing I think we knew. I from don't the think I knew that from the game at all. I mean, clearly they knew each other well, but I don't like. That's a long time, especially in that world, Yeah, to be with somebody and count on somebody. Yep. And so that transitions transitions us into episode three, which is one of the most iconic episodes from the season. Mm-hmm. Um, it's basically all about the relationship between Bill and Frank. Mm-hmm. And they're a gay couple. Um, they found each other. Yeah. They ended up having similar interests in, like, fashion and food. Mm-hmm. And Bill is a, and piano. Like and piano. I, yeah. As always music. in this series, music is a very big deal. It's a very big yeah. form of connection to people. Um, and, um, and this is just, by the way, the Bill and Frank stuff, all completely redone from the game, basically. Oh, yeah. Very, very. I mean, Frank hates him <laughs> in, right. in the game. Like, I mean, obviously, they've been together a long time, but Frank has basically come to the end of his rope and disagree to the point that he has killed himself mm-hmm. in the game in the in the show it's a very 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 different, different. Thing. yeah and it's a much more effective i mean bill serves the same purpose in terms of being a foil to joel in the game but it's a more effective in this where you see um bill is a parallel to joel in the game where he is a bitter angry man who's lost everything and is completely alone and there's an element in the game of like well joel's not that far gone yet but he could have been that mm-hmm. in the show Joel Bill is an example of how Joel could be if he didn't close himself off so much. Like Bill, uh, Bill starts as closed off as Joel, if not more. I mean, the man is a, a, a you know, a, a, an anti-government, gun hoarding, basement dwelling, like survivalist, like n- prepper nut. Yeah, yeah. And he comes to be an incredibly loving husband to to Frank. Yeah. Um, and you can, you know, the the parallel there is that J- Joel could find that too, but Joel can't hasn't been able to, and Bill yeah. did. Well, few people did. Few people. I mean, did. Oh, yeah. Bill and Frank live in this little utopia that they build for themselves yeah bill bill had a plan yeah. no doubt i mean well yeah he sets up the clothing store and the, yeah, the, the yeah. little and fake downtown and he gets and, a, he sets up his own little farm and he like yeah. slaughters his own wild his own yeah. livestock i mean he's a great cook yeah. um it's it's he's a great piano player like bill you know bill is a and you can see like you know bill one of the reasons bill is is an isolated you know shut off man is he grew up a gay man in that little town that right. probably was not super supportive. Where he probably had to live about, his yeah. whole life. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and it's, you know, and the, the interactions with him and Joel are great where, you know, Bill just has a gun on him the whole time. And Joel's yeah. like, you don't need to point that at me the whole, whole dinner really. Yeah. Uh, but it's like, and, you know, Joel and him have common ground, but the, the common ground is literally the reason they can't quite trust each other. Yeah. Meanwhile, Frank and Tess are just like, yeah, we'll get to do this. You know, yeah, yeah. T- Tess and Frank are cl- clearly the outgoing, like yeah, we, yeah. We, we need to create Type a, a, a human connection thing. Yeah. Um, 
it's an amazing episode. It's it's a it's an astounding piece of work. It will be in the Emmy conversation, top to bottom. And um, I agree, it's an amazing episode. But I do have a question. And the I can't remember. I'm blanking on the on the name of the actor who plays Bill. Oh. I don't remember it either. You know, I saw him on Twitter the next day after yeah. his big episode, though, and he was like, "Thanks, everybody." <laughs> he will, he will win an Emmy for that. Yeah, no doubt. It's an amazing episode, written, acting, and everything. I do, I do feel a little bit like it was a stunt episode, though, because I when I first watched it, I kind of it, it felt a little bit out of character for the first couple episodes because one, Joel and Ellie are hardly in it. Mm-hmm. It's pretty much all Bill and Frank. And then I, I thought to myself, I'm like, this seems out of place. I like the message that it's sending. I like that they're focusing on a gay couple. Um, and it was just a great episode in general as a standalone thing. But then I was like, how is this going to fit into the show? What's the relevance of this? Other than ultimately Joel and Ellie get there after they're dead and they take their battery and all their resources and they go. But like, I've wondered, like, how does this cascade into the rest of the season? And it ultimately really didn't. Oh, I don't agree with that. Okay, then explain to me how you feel it did. I think, well, as I said, I think, you know, Bill is a foil to to Joel in terms of, like, what Joel could could have become or could become if he opens up again or finds a reason to open up again. You know, there's a definite parallel between Bill and Frank and Joel and Ellie. We can see that warming up, uh, at least in Ellie's side when she's reading the letter to him at the end. Um, There is also the parallel of, like, you, you know, we get to see a little more about what happened to the world over the course of the 20 years skip. Um, which is valuable and what happened outside of like Fedra zones like we okay clearly there's humanity out there somewhere it does show that some people managed to cobble together a kind of also it's also notable that it supports what you said earlier about the zombies aren't really that dangerous after the initial outbreak and once everything kind of settles in the threat becomes people yeah. you know, right down to when Joel's like, you know, they're going to come for you. They're going to do. And that's also the defenses. You're going to come through. Your defenses, and also that's the first hint that Joel knows that stuff because he used to do it. Right. Um, and I also like that, like it shows that it is possible to have a good quote unquote, good life in this horrible Hellscape. end of, end yeah. of time. You know, yeah. it, 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 it embodies the title, the last of us. You know, the last yeah. of humanity, the last of it. And it's an important, you know, just in terms of, of, of uh, kind of representational storytelling. I don't, I can count on one hand the number of times I have seen a gay couple live to old age and die on their terms in media. Yeah. Like, that is just super rare. I mean, and the fact honest, they were able that... to do that was like, and would do it with grace. Yeah. Like, is it a stunt? A little bit. Like, there's clearly an element of like... We have the creative freedom to take a huge detour and tell this man's story in a way we couldn't in the game and maybe couldn't in any other situation outside of like a spin-off comic book or yeah. something. And yeah, but the thing is, does it matter that much that it's a stunt when it was able to bring that much genuine emotion and feeling and storytelling verve to it? I don't think it does. I agree with you on that. It was a, um, an amazing episode. And the other part, of course, now that we're done with the series... Everything that needed to be in that show about about Joel and Ellie is in there. Mm-hmm. Like they did not remove other stuff that Joel. I mean, I mean, guys, we could, we could have seen them sneak through four more clicker nests. Right. I mean, in but the game, it too gamey. In the game, it's just it's just you 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 know them and Bill have a fetch quest where they right. you know they they. I mean, Bill's role in the game 
so rudimentary compared to oh, the show. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, he's, he's like, a- I didn't take any of that away from Bill when I hung out. Like I remember, I found like the gay porn magazine. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, he's gay. Like I got yeah. that from it's the in, game. Yeah, but- it's in there. It's it's but it's like it's subtext and it's not yeah. you know. And there's a moment where where Joel kind of like he's he's gone and he's like yeah whatever like yeah like he i mean bill is the bill is a very different character in the game because bill never reopens up and that's part of what frank's suicide note or death note basically says you know he was never able to be that to frank Mm -hmm. and in the show he is and that's a much more interesting contrast to joel and ellie like one way or the other bill and frank are showing you know every every pair of characters they meet is some it's highlighting some kind of aspect of Joel and Ellie's relationship everyone you know, uh, uh, the the brothers they meet later um even uh what's your name Kathleen later is is highlighting Kathleen. You know, highlighting the, the 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 pitfalls of authority mm-hmm. and all that um and she's another you know cautionary you know they're looking for a place to be they're looking for another that's another cautionary tale of like because why does she get so upset because of what happened to her brother what is joel doing looking for his brother what happens if they find tommy and he's gone what does joel do well, then Henry does he become had killed her brother basically right so yeah. what does you know and how does joel feel about henry if he's killing people's brother you know, like yeah there, that's that whole foil situation and like obviously it's more direct with the characters they meet Face to face, yeah. Um, but in the end, the bill situation in the game and the and the show is they get a truck. Yeah, that's, that's the, the end result. End result. Yeah, like yeah. one. So either you can do sort of like this extended action sequence through Bill's town, or you can tell this beautiful story of these two people. Yeah. And for the game, you get the action filled fetch quest, and in the, the show, you get this beautiful story. story. Yeah. And it also prefigures. Episode seven, Left Behind, right, which was a, you know has a lot of a lot of parallels. To it does, it. yeah. Um, I just think it's also just base level. It's just great to expose people to mm-hmm. a gay relationship. You got to realize there's a lot of people out across America and across the world who are never exposed to this. Like we live in California. Like once you lived in California for like a couple years, it's just life. Mm-hmm. But you realize you live in rural Kentucky or rural Idaho, or you don't even or ten miles west of Boston. Of here. Yeah, apparently. seriously, though, like, you don't you don't experience it, and so it be, it's becomes like this alien thing to people. And I feel like having an episode dedicated to this in a show that's as popular as The Last of Us and as good as The Last of Us, I think, can do a lot to shift perceptions across large swaths of people. Mm-hmm. So. I look. I'm not begrudging that episode at all. I agree with some of the stuff you're saying. It still feels a little bit of like an outlier to me, uh, but I don't care. It was. It's worth it for a million other reasons. I mean, it is, a, it is a structurally it a great interesting piece thing of to fucking do. art. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, it is an un, it is a, an unorthodox thing to do structurally. Yeah. Um, especially since the other two flashbacks in the show have been basically the cold opens. Right. Um, yeah. which is what I was expecting at first. Yeah. And then. It just kept going, yeah. And then it just kept going, and you're like, "Oh, like this is interesting." Mm-hmm. Like they, and it, you know, and especially one of the strengths it has is it's so different from the game that I was like, "Okay, I have no idea what you're doing now." I'm like, "I'm in." Yeah, like, yeah. let's see what happens. Yeah. Uh, and there's some really great moments in it. And um, part of me, I'm at the end when they both take the poison. At first, I was like, "Oh, like Bill's not going to die from it." 
and they survive it. You mean? I was I was thinking, oh, Bill's not gonna wake up the next I morning. I kind of thought that too. And that when Joel and Ellie get there, he's gonna be basically groggy. But gro- there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that I was thought gonna that as well. But um, nope. but no, like, it's better that way. <laughs> it is and like, better. and yeah. the letter is really great. And having Ellie read it until she can't read it anymore and has to give it to Joel is great. Mm-hmm. Like, and Joel, you know, again, you are stripping everything away from Joel. You are, Joel, even the things that the minor things that Joel could consider that he has. He is losing it all on the way through. You know, this trip with Ellie, obviously Ellie had nothing to do with what happened to Bill and Frank, but over the course of this thing he's agreed to do for Ellie and with Ellie, everything he has is going away. Like, he yeah. can't go back to Boston. Yeah. Tess is dead. Yeah. Well, why like, would he go back? Yeah, there's no reason. There's nothing like, there. Like, the, you know, he, he has no allies. Wyoming Bill, or Bill and Frank are gone. He doesn't know what's happened to his brother. Like, he, you know, the end of this road might be he delivers Ellie to these people and then and what? now what? Yeah, I thought that the whole yeah. season. Like, what happens to him once he gets there? And they, I don't want to jump ahead too far, but they yeah. start asking those questions yeah. as well. I mean, it's a, it's a hard week for Joel. Yeah, like, like yeah. this all happens in like <laughs> six days. Like, yep. Yeah. Yep. So they get the truck, um, and they head off. They're traveling through Missouri, and uh, and Ellie doesn't know how a seatbelt works. Yeah, because it's so bizarre yeah. because she grown she's grown up since all hell broke loose. Yeah. So she, she doesn't no know idea. how simple thing like what's basketball like what's any mm-hmm. of this stuff like because it hasn't been a part of society since she's been alive. It's uh, also interesting to set it to like have the outbreak happen in two thousand three when a whole bunch of things haven't happened. Mm-hmm. So like you don't have iPhones. Yeah. You don't have really MP3 players. Yeah. You don't. You know her prized possession in the flashback in episode seven is a Discman yeah. or Walkman. Yeah, <laughs> like it's it's remark. You know, it's it's a remarkable thing. Like yeah. it's a it's a the change in it setting is actually guard, yeah honestly, but it works. Oh yeah, it, it works in a works. weird way. It also gives her makes her, her a naivety and an innocence mm-hmm. about Ellie that is this huge juxtaposition against what she's doing in her day to day life at this point, like. I don't. It, it, it humanizes her a lot, mm-hmm. um, and it doesn't feel like there's any humans in this show. Because again, going back to what we were saying earlier, it's the danger is the other humans at this point. It's mm-hmm. not really the infected, although the infected seem to show up at all the right times. Although not <laughs> as often as you might think. Yep. Um, episode four, they're traveling through Missouri. Um, they take a detour through Kansas City, and they replace Pittsburgh with Kansas City. Mm-hmm. This whole episode is off the re- off the map. Not mm-hmm. a part of the video game really at all. I mean, it's basically this, the bit where they run into the hunters right. combined with when they run into Henry and Sam. Yep. Um, which makes a lot of sense. Like, you know, they, those don't have to be separate things, and they, they add a lot more. Uh, they add a ticking clock to it, which makes it a lot more dramatically interesting. Um, they mushed a bunch of, like, ideas that were easy, ideas for that were separate in the game into one little one mini thing. story, and I thought it worked pretty well. Yeah, it was, I thought it was brilliant how they did it. Mm-hmm. Like, it, honestly, one of my favorite characters in the whole season comes in here in kansas city so they get ambushed they kill never stop in kansas city kids that's, yeah that's, that's the lesson here they get ambushed <laughs> in kansas city they kill a couple of the people who ambush mm-hmm. them as it turns out they are the soldiers of this horrible leader named kathleen just an amazing yeah. villain like she scared the shit out of me like mm-hmm. i was like damn like there's these moments where they're like trying to extract information out of these people in the room and they're like you know if you work with us we'll let you off and then like she kills them all yeah and except the doctor yeah and then the, and then the doctor like that's the like that's so they the think joel that's the ceiling thing. soldiers they think joel is working with this other guy henry yeah who actually did kill her brother in a roundabout yeah, way because her brother was like the inspirational figure who like was 
because they basically they they seems like fairly recently overthrew Fedra. Right. And uh, they they had a kind of a resistance going and her brother was running it and sort of the inspirational figure behind it, but couldn't really get the ball rolling on it. Mm-hmm. And after he was killed uh, by Henry, um, she was so mad that she basically kicked it into gear and they and they took over right and now her only goal is to find the guy who killed her brother and kill him because the irony here is that you're technically kind of fighting on the same side like you both hate fedra and she's fighting fedra and her right hand man is the guy who played tommy in the game right yeah like a little little cameo. Marlene is played by the same woman who played her in the game as yeah. well, because she actually aged up enough in the, in the ten years <laughs> to play her. Little cameos here and there, but yeah, Kathleen's a very effective villain in part because you know, as uh, there are no real straight villains in this story. Like there is an element of her where you're like, yeah, I I get it from your point of view. Um, and then Henry even admits, like, yeah, I was I was a traitor. Like he was, he was like, I am a traitor. Like I I was working for both sides. I just thought I was I was doing what I thought was right and yeah. what I needed to do for my brother because you know his brother needed help. Yeah. And you know, and there's a great that great scene where she's you know thinking about whether anything she's done is is right or it's effective or matters or anything. And uh, you know, her right hand guy, uh, Tommy from the game, is like, whatever you say, we're with you. So something about this woman inspires loyalty and confidence in these men and so you know like from outside as people rooting for joel and ellie we we hate her we we don't want to but because she's in their way but like clearly if you're in her group uh there's something about her that makes you want to want to follow her yeah there's a a charisma too which we don't really get i don't think we really get that necessarily but that you know to them she got them out of this horrible situation and you know it looks like they're in another horrible situation because that you know the the regular people are just run by another group of tyrants basically right. but the people that are working for her are now the tyrants and sometimes the only difference between tyranny and freedom is if is who gets to be the tyrant yep that's and that's a true. that's a really that's a really good flip and it has no equivalent in the game it's true like that whole situation is completely different yeah it's all new because the hunters you run into in the game are just basically bandits they yeah have, they aren't tied to any no they're just trying to kill and rob yeah. whoever comes through yep um and so joel and ellie end up sneaking something they end up doing often in season one mm-hmm. sneak into a high rise yeah uh, this is also after uh, ellie the, this is the first crack in the ice with joel is uh, he's gonna get he's gonna lose to this kid who's struggling with him and ellie comes out and shoots the kid ellie shoots him with the gun with the gun she, she stole from that he bill didn't and frank's about. house that yeah. he didn't know about but they have a discussion. He gives her the gun back, which, mm-hmm. as you, to your point, the ice is broken. He's like, okay, I trust yeah. you enough for you to have your own gun now. Yeah, and he even says, he's like, I didn't hear him because I've lost so much hearing. Yeah. He's like, he's, I'm too old for yeah. this, and I've I lost hearing. I need you to help me now. Yeah. yeah, so he realizes. So they go to sleep in his high rise, and the episode ends with Henry, mm. with, who we didn't know who he was at the time. No, we just saw, we saw Sam's drawings everywhere. Yeah. And they wake up, and there's this guy holding him at gunpoint. And that's where the episode ends. On to episode five, we find out that the people holding them gunpoint is Henry and his brother Sam. Is that his name? I think it is. I think it's right. I hope it is, or I've been saying it wrong the whole time. <laughs> um, and they, and they, you, that's when you start figuring out, okay, Henry killed Kathleen's brother, and that's why Kathleen wants to kill him. And you, they go and to this like abandoned farmhouse, and all hell kind of breaks loose. And here's one thing I will say. So Kathleen... I love to hate her. Great villain. But mm-hmm. the way the show is, it she came and went so quickly, Matt. 
Like, mm-hmm. this is one drawback to the show. Is that in a game, I feel like you have time to develop characters more and the villains more. You may spend, like, because you have these fights that last for a couple hours, and you get a cutscene, you have a fight that lasts for 30 minutes, and you have a cutscene, you interact with the characters a lot more than you do. And again, Kathleen wasn't in the game, so it's hard to mm-hmm. kind of draw direct parallels. But in a game, you generally have more exposure to a villain before they're just killed off. And in episode five, at the end, they're ended up at this farmhouse, and they're, uh, uh, the horde just shows up and just mm-hmm. wipes out Kathleen yeah. and her whole squad. Although they earn that because they know they're down there. Yeah. Like, there's a whole thing where she, they're like, there, there's, there's something there's growing a, there's down There's a giant there. sinkhole in the basement. And right. we should, she's like, we have to find Henry, Henry. first. Like yeah, the, she was obsessed the, with finding the, Henry the obsession first. obsession over that kind of And that cost him. Yeah, her, absolutely. Which ended up being poor leadership on I her think, part. I do think, I mean, this show moves like a bat. It does, yeah. Um, and I don't really have because I don't. There's, there's not much else I need to know about Kathleen, really. Um, and part of the issue here, I, I thought about this because, like, I've I've th- felt that, and I've heard you know had people say it's like, oh wow, that really happened fast. Mm-hmm. I'm going to argue that everything in this show happens at about the speed it should, but we are so used to long, drawn-out bullshit in from TV games, shows. In, from from in, shows? From Netflix. Like Netflix show, yeah. in, you know how many years it would have taken Netflix to tell this story? Well, even in... Five. Well, like, the analog here, I think, is The Walking Dead. Yeah. They'll introduce a villain. I mean, the villain is a villain for, like, the next 15 episodes. Yeah. And for there's years, an arc that they even. go through with the villain before mm-hmm. the, there's a culmination. This is, like, an episode and a half. Mm-hmm. And I think the other thing that maybe made me look at it a little differently is later on, and we'll get to it here in a second, you run into David, the preacher, the mm-hmm. cannibal, or whatever. That whole thing felt very frivolous to me. That also felt like a stunt, that episode. And after that episode was over, and like it all kind of just, the whole arc happens in one episode, and it's over, I'm like, you know what? I would have preferred if they had just stuck around with Kathleen's crew for another episode. Oh, no, I wouldn't. No? no I I'd had plenty of them. They, they'd served their purpose. Okay. I, they did what they did. And I, the David thing, I could see dragging the David thing out to two episodes. Um, see, I felt that arc was fine. Because but, it's like you came across these but crazies, like, but they it, worship it, a preacher, yeah, they ran the out story. of food, they're eating humans. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know, I didn't think there was a lot of depth to explore there. I mean, there Plus is, the way she finished it, he tries to rape her. She yeah, kills him with. They the lean into that way more in the show. They do, which yeah. makes which makes sense. It's powerful. I mean, that was a powerful yeah. scene when you realize they're in this building burning down, mm-hmm. and you see the shift in his face of yeah. like, oh, I'm gonna rape you now. Yeah, with the like, fires burning around him, like that was just powerful, man. I was mm-hmm. like, oh shit. And it's I think the you know we're getting ahead of ourselves yeah. on that, but like the change on that, where like, and I was talking about there some people because talk about how like. Because I know some, I have some friends who watch this and they love it, but they've never played the game. They don't know anything yeah. about the game. Um, and I was saying, like, yeah, in the sh- in the show, you know, she hacks David to bits and then runs out in the into the outside, and Joel finds her there. Mm-hmm. In the game, Joel runs into the burning building right as she's hacking David up and, and grabs her. Then, yeah. and pe- they were it's like, a big difference. And they were like, oh, why would you change? What would you change? That? I'm like, well, to some degree. I think it's better to have Ellie finish that without being interfered with because she does that way she does it all herself. Like that's all her own thing. Yeah. And I'm like, and one of the maybe that was always something that they wanted to do, but in the game, if you do that, you have to make a whole a whole outdoor area just for that one scene. Yeah. And it might have just been more 
budget conscious, time conscious to have him run into the room that you'd already built. Yep. Um, there is actually a little more freedom in a live action show than you than in a game yeah. because you actually have to build the literal entire world. I can understand that. Um, yep. So yeah, that was that wasn't that was. Uh, I mean, that all was very very effective. That guy who played David was phenomenally good. He was pretty good. Like, Again, that turn in his face. That turn is really good. Yeah. Yeah. He goes from being yeah, and like that he you know he plays basically four different versions of himself he does, in, that, yeah. in that show yeah depending on he's who playing he's playing the role yeah depending on who he's talking to mm-hmm. yeah. and you you get you start to see little flashes and as you start to goes. understand how he's managed to convince and how, yeah how why he's in charge yeah like for sure why he's yeah. the dead honcho in charge of the cult mm-hmm. um, on episode five so they escape with Henry and his son Sam Henry manages to convince them to help each other to get out of the city because he said he knows the way through these subway whatever tunnels mm-hmm. or something. Which they, which everyone thinks is full of zombies. And Joel is very reluctant to join up with them mm. because it, it seems like I've been down this road before and it hasn't earned. Well, he it hasn't, he hasn't turned out too anybody. good. But, and you're talking. I mean, Henry has straight up said I was a traitor. Like, yeah. You know. So and Joel doesn't trust anybody already. Yep. So, but mainly, like the, I think the thing that convinces Joel. Uh, to go with it is how much uh, Ellie and, and Sam get along. They become best friends. Yeah. Pretty much like that. Yeah. yeah. And, and Sam that by, takes us down this other And Sam, by the way, pathway. is Sam, by the way, is deaf. Yeah. Um, which he's not in the game. Yeah. Um, but he's played by an actual deaf actor. He is, Which yeah. is very... And a bunch of the actors learn sign language to kind of... Yeah, communicate yeah. with him. It's, yeah. uh, it's a really good... Mm-hmm. It's, it very, it's a cool change that adds a little extra... Uh, and adds a little more horror, I think, where it's like, oh, can you imagine being in that world? Yeah. And not being able to hear? Yeah. Like, terrifying. Yep. Um, so they end up fighting some infected in the underground, including a large bloater... Um, and that's the one that beheads Perry and wipes out Kathleen's crew. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Who come out right as Kathleen has them cornered. Right. And he, um, I like how he rips Perry's head off. The- yeah. And that is, um, that's also where they... <laughs> that was quite the scene, they man. Get the, they get the Just sniper. unceremoniously, he's like, this dude that you thought might be in this show for the rest of the season? No. Nope, I'm just going to rip his head he, right off. We also get the sniper rifle coverage scene, which yeah. in, in the game is Ellie, but in this it's it's Joel picking people off as, as the others he try to run for cover. He makes his way up, but then he gets there, he realizes that the sniper's talking to Kathleen, they show up, the mm-hmm. horde wipes them all out. Yep. Um, and that's also the first time when he finds the sniper... That's the first time Joel ever shows reluctance to kill, to hurt somebody. Yeah, is he? He says, "Don't make, please, don't make me." Yeah, and, and the guy will goes for it and he shoots him. Yeah. yeah, but that's the first time in the whole show, post the twenty year jump, that Joel has shown any like reluctance to do that. Yeah, which humanity is significant in all honesty. And then he spends most of his time trying to protect Ellie with the gun. You know, he's he's not. You know, he's he's no longer thinking strategically and tactically. He's thinking, how do I get her out of this? Yeah, and it's notable. I also believe. That may that scene because when Ellie gets in the car and then the little girl infected comes after her, I think that might be the only instance of a stalker in the show. Because hmm. there's four there's four types of infected in Last of Us One, which is the inf- the the clicker, runner. The, there's the runners, the runners, the clickers, the bloat, the clickers, the bloaters, and the stalkers. Yeah, and the, you're right. That may have been the only one. And she, I think, the little girl is a stalker because she she knows Ellie's there even though Ellie's not making any noise. Right, because clickers are echolocation. Right, right. But the stalkers still have some, you know, vision. Yeah. And if they see you, they wake up and come at you. You know, they're they're basically like 
stealth tests uh-huh. um, in a way that the clickers are not. Yep. Um, so I think I, I saw her. I'm like, oh, well, yeah, like Ellie's not making noise. So it's okay. And then she just looks right at her. I'm like, oh, it's a stalker. Like, it's, yeah. stalk, stalkers are my least favorite thing to fight in the games. Because <laughs> they're fast. Because they're, they're fast and yeah. dangerous and they alert each other. Right, right. Um, where clickers don't really do that. Yeah. Um, so I think I, I in my in my head, I think that was the only stalker we saw on the show. Yeah. So the four of them escape to a motel. Also, how cool is it that that bloater was a real person in a suit? Oh, yeah. Is, CG that, that was real? That wasn't yeah. CG? It's CG enhanced in places, but yeah. that's a guy in a suit. Wow. Yeah. Practical effects yeah. for the win. So they escape to a motel. At that point, Sam shares with Ellie, because they have become very close friends very mm-hmm. quickly, that he was bitten. It was a horrible moment. Mm-hmm. I was just like, no. And you even you know it's coming because you played the game. Yeah, but like, here we are. It still hurt. Yeah. Um, and then she, this is a diversion from the game, tries to heal him. Mm-hmm. She cuts her hand and tries to get her blood into the bite to see if maybe she can cure him. Uh, they cut to the next morning. Sam's sitting on the bed. He turns. Nope, he has turned. Mm-hmm. And he's, in fact, a zombie. And then... Another there, there's horrible a, scene. There's a theory that people have brought up that because um, he's facing away from her, he's like sitting on the bed facing away from her, and there are people who have like proposed the idea that he intentionally sat facing that way because he knew when he turned he wouldn't be able to hear her oh, breathing right. and wouldn't attack her right. until she was awake. Wow. Well, then it just gets even more intense because his older brother finds out that he's turned and mm-hmm. shoots him. And then after not allowing Joel to after like he, not allowing Joel to mm. shoots him and then realizing what he's done, turns the gun on himself and shoots himself. Mm. Just brutal. Just yeah. the, the roller coaster of emotions. almost shot for shot like the game. It is. That's yeah. one of the points where they pretty they, much. Yeah, they knew they didn't need to. Yeah, that was always very effective. Yeah, they didn't need to mess with it. And they didn't. And even after having experienced it already two times playing the game twice. And then getting it the third time in the show, it wasn't any easier to mm-hmm. deal with. And it happens so fast. There's yeah. that shock of like, wait, what did, did really? Okay. Yeah. Like it's awful. <laughs> it really is awful. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they, they bury them. And that's the, that's the first, cause Ellie's kind of a, you know, Ellie's not really very affected by things for the most part. Yeah, She's almost like a sociopath. And, and this is the first time you see that, the idea that she could be the key to something important is important to her. Like, right. Or she, they bury them, and she, you can see she's she, you know she's devastated that her attempt to heal him didn't, didn't work. work. Yeah. And she you know writes his he had a she little, starts to doubt yeah that she has, actually is secure that she's of any use yeah. and she and or what's the point of life at that yeah. point and uh, you know and he had a Sam had a little like you know the the little uh, erasable uh, board thing where he wrote stuff thing, like, yeah. yeah. Um, and she writes, I'm sorry on it and puts, puts it on it the on grave, grave and yeah. says, let's go. And like, he, I mean, she wants to leave faster than Joel does. And Joel's like, what the, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Joel, Joel doesn't really understand what's happening there. Yeah, that um, whole section of the show. So that's your really foreshadowing hard. that like, is, is that, that's an important foreshadowing for, you know, how the season's going to end in terms of uh, what the fireflies want to do to her. Yep. Move to episode six, jumps three months forward. Joel and Ellie have found a small community in Jackson, Wyoming, where Joel is reunited with his brother Tommy. So mission accomplished, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> yeah. Found, so that brother. Yeah. This this episode was interesting in part because my friends who hadn't played the game were blown away by this episode. Why? Because they thought they that finding Tommy was going to be the climax of the season. Oh. They thought like <laughs> that was going to be the last episode of the series oh, of, wow. the, of the season. And so <laughs> nope. after so after this episode. 
They're they, like, now what? Well, because yeah, they go through, they're, they're like, well, after this episode, even my you know, I, one, a couple of my friends, including one who knows you know knows filmmaking and story stuff in, like, intensely, like, you, know, you can't fool him on mm-hmm. things most of the time. And after that, and so at the end of this, you know, obviously after they they leave, like there's the Joel's injured, like in the game, and he thought Joel was dead. And he was like, I have no idea what the rest of this show is going to be. Right. And even then, after that, he had no idea. And it was fun to watch him have no idea where this story was going <laughs> for the first time in I don't know how long. Because this, yeah. you know, this is a guy who's so immersed in story all the time that it's hard to surprise him. And yep. this show did it. I was, I was, and of course, he's like, I can't believe Joel's dead. I, I didn't. I guess that's why Pedro Pascal signed up for more Mandalorian. I'm like, not saying anything. Like, <laughs> you know, like, no, yeah, yeah. Not telling him, you. No spoilers here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so anyway, they get there. They have a reunion with Tommy. I don't yeah. know. The, the reunions. It seems like they're more friendly than they were in the game. Seems I mean, like Joel's definitely happier to. I mean, there is a similar, a little bit, but also like. Um, I think also Joel uh, Joel is because like in the game the town isn't established the way right. it is here like yeah. the town the town in in the show is more like it is in Last of Us Part Two yeah where it's like it's, it's a walled city you yeah. know it's it's a We've it's a real community with yeah the whereas in the game basically they're if I remember right they're about to go retake the dam right so they can have electricity yeah. and that's sort of the beginning yeah. of what that becomes five years it's later a different spin for sure um, but it's neat because you're like you're looking at that and you're like. Oh, I guess you are planning to do season two, huh? Because yeah, <laughs> yeah. you already you built you basically did this set, and that set was actually more of a town they found that they enhanced in places because yep. um, you can find that kind of thing in Colorado. It turns out, yeah, yeah. Um, but that, it was a really cool episode to see all that stuff and see all those characters. I do think there's a moment where they're feeding them, and some girl comes in and, and looks in, and Ellie's like, "What the fuck are you looking at? Get yeah. out of here!" I think that's Dina. Oh. Really? I th- I think it's a young Dina. Oh, interesting. Yeah, from from the, the love interest from from 5 years later. Yeah, yeah. Well, the other twist is that Tommy's wife Maria is pregnant, which mm-hmm. she wasn't in the game. No, no. And that changes everything because that is ultimately the excuse that he uses to not continue the adventure on with mm-hmm. Joel and Ellie. Joel tries to get Tommy to take her the rest of the way mm-hmm. to the Fireflies. And Tommy and, agrees. And Tommy agrees at first, but then and that's this is a great scene too. When Ellie realizes that Joel is going to schluff her off, and she goes to him to plead mm-hmm. with him. Well, also because uh, while she's with uh, his wife, uh, Tommy's wife, she, she finds she Sarah. finds out about Sarah. Right, and that changes. And now she understands something key about Joel. Yeah, yeah, and what I'm is really, going on. Yeah. Um, overall, I thought this was probably the worst episode of the season. Um, I mean, I understand it's necessary. But it just, as far as entertainment value, like I just, it's doing, it's doing a lot of heavy lifting, yeah, uh, and getting you to it's the setting ne- up, it's the getting final you act. to the last third, yeah, it's getting yeah. you to the last third of the story, and it is, it, it's interesting to me because it's like it's where Joel shows a lot of vulnerability finally yeah. in front of his brother, probably the only person on the planet he'd be willing to do that with, yeah, um, he basically begs him to take over, and because Joel, re- basically Joel reveals that he is afraid. That Ellie's going to die because he's not good enough to do this anymore. Yeah, like he's yeah, I'm too slow. I didn't hear the kid coming up right, on me. Right, like all, you know, he, he's afraid that he's going to screw up and Ellie's going to die, um, which is a much more understandable fear than I just don't want to be close to anybody because something happened 20 years ago. It's a yeah. more human reaction. And then I do like I prefer in the show the the version they do of of how he ends up going with Ellie instead of Tommy, where he's just he just shows up in the stable next to the horse and says. You deserve a choice, and she's like, "Get on the fucking horse." Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. um, so I like that a lot. It is, um, it is a little bit of meandering, but again, it's doing the thing where it shows, like, "Hey, 
existence not in a hell world is possible here like yeah like clearly you know it's not an ideal situation i love this scene the bit where where like tommy is forcibly forced to realize that they're in a communist like commune oh yeah, it's yeah. like it's literally a commune it's it's, <laughs> yeah, it's a com- communist like <laughs> it was funny it's like tommy hadn't thought about that yeah. really. one thing um, i will say too about this season in general there's not a lot of levity it probably could use a little more of that type of stuff i mean the the pun book is sort of your, yeah, your they main thing use that there. as the crutch for it and, well, and also because the lack of levity is sort of reflected in joel and when joel starts playing along which really happens in the night they spend before henry and Sam get the drop on them is the yeah. first time he really opened that like, kind of laying there, at that. Yeah. like that they use that very sparingly which I think is is smart I would be surprised to see that continue in the future like because I think Ellie and her friends in the second game are funnier people right. with yeah. each other you know yep um, so they head off for Utah for a hotel or a hotel a hospital in Utah where they think the fireflies well, are first they go south because they're, they're going south the university where the the fireflies are are supposed to be right, studying right. stuff. But they get there, they're gone. Get there, everyone's gone. Just like in the game, they're all gone, and then they see four uh, scavengers, basically, bandits or scavengers wandering around, and they try to get out. And then Joel ends up getting stabbed in a struggle yeah. with them. Um, in the game, is different, though. He didn't get stabbed by the raiders in the game. He fell off a balcony yeah, onto str- a piece of steel. Yeah, he's struggling with one of them, and they fall off a thing, and he gets impaled by rebar. Yeah. Um, this, I think, is is better because it it gives you the shock moment. Of well, it also the- matters later because mm. that person is David's one of David's yeah. disciples or what? Well that was I think that was in the game too. Was it? Those those four guys were related to David's Were they group. in yeah. the game? Okay. I just think in the, if I remember right in the game I killed all of them. <laughs> <laughs> because I mean, come on. Yeah. So he stabbed. She is like, "Holy shit, man. Mm-hmm. This is the moment it hits her that without Joel she can't survive." Mm. And she's like, "Holy shit." The guy who's supposed to protect me, I I have to protect him now. Mm-hmm. She takes him down in the basement of a house, tries to heal him, um, doesn't get have much luck. Move on to epi- episode yeah. seven. Um, this episode starts out with an amazing flashback that also wasn't in the game of Ellie as a young girl at Fedra school with her best mm-hmm. friend Riley, and she's like in gym class. Like that's where you're introduced to her Walkman, mm-hmm. um, and as it turns out, like. Fedra was actually putting kids through school and like she goes in and talks to the guidance counselor and they're like she's like you're a disaster but you're a leader yeah they're basically training them to be officers soldiers and officers and And he basically tells her like you're on track to be an officer you're not gonna be a grunt so get your shit together and you'll never have to listen you never have to take an order again right yeah because she's a rebel and she's meanwhile Riley reveals that she was gonna be put on sewer guard duty or something like that Riley's her best friend Mm. and Riley disappears and yeah. she comes back after three weeks and tells Ellie that she has joined the Fireflies and she's going to be posted in Ohio, I think it was. They're, they're, yeah, they're sending her out somewhere, somewhere else. else. And yeah. she's like, basically, this is our last night together. And so she takes Ellie to this mall. And the whole trip from their house or their building to the mall, I don't think that was in the game. You do walk it a do little you? bit, but it's shorter. I don't. I didn't remember it. I just thought you just ended up at the mall. No, I, I remember climbing over some stuff okay. and, and having their, they're having that conversation back and forth. But I don't think the guy with the liquor was in the game, was he? The dead guy who killed himself with pills and liquor. I don't think he was in. the I game. I can't remember. I only played the Left Behind DLC once. Okay. Um. So anyway, they go, and that's what this whole episode is: the Left Behind DLC. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much all contained in one episode. They go to the mall. She shows her the four wonders of the mall or whatever. Mm, five. 
five becomes, meters. Because the they escalator, found, right, they find the it. escalator is amazing, right. too, which is a great moment because you're like, yeah, of course a kid you never no seen idea. that. You've never seen like, one before. Yeah, it's running they, up and down the stage. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And they have their moment, they kiss, mm-hmm. and then they're attacked. Yeah. I will say um, one of my nitpicks on this episode is uh, that is not what a 2003 mall arcade looks like. <laughs> it uh, yeah. the, the mall arcade is... It's just legions of pristine early 80s classic arcade games, including a very rare Tetris arcade game in the middle like, yeah. entrance, and then a Mortal Kombat 2 machine yep. that is like the game that she's obsessed with. In the in the, in the the game, it's a made-up game that is a Mortal Kombat equivalent like, game. Yeah, and then off. they got the real Mortal Kombat 2 for this one. Which is cool. And I saw some people like, how would they know what Mortal Kombat 2 is? I'm like, they found fucking magazines. Yeah. It's, it's 2003. The magazines weren't yeah. that old yet. That game was only like 10 years old at that point. Um that's a great scene too, the arcade scene. Oh yeah, it's like a, a it's like a magical realism scene almost where they're finally playing these things they only a heard bone about. For people like us. Oh sure. Yeah. I also appreciate that whoever they borrowed those games from would not let them age up those games. Yeah. Uh, no, you. No, you're you, not distressing these, these ga- games. This arcade magically did not age in 20 years. You're not uh, screwing up my you are, arcade. Yeah, you're machine. because we know in two, if it was really an arcade from 2003, yeah. it would be four skee ball machines, uh, a bunch of pinball tables nobody plays, uh, a really fun up Ms. Pac-Man cocktail cabinet that nobody is, can get a coin into. Uh, tons of Daytona USA and House of the Dead and Time Crisis machines. Four Street Fighter machines nobody plays anymore. And a Mortal and it wouldn't be Mortal Kombat 3. It would be the ultimate Mortal Kombat 3 machine that they cannot sell to anyone. <laughs> um, that's what that's what, what that would be. Yeah, um, but it's, it's a beautiful like little encapsulation of... of uh, Oh, the other thing that uh, several of my uh, female friends have pointed out to me about the because they point out the Victoria's Secret is like oh people took all the shoes but they didn't care about lingerie the first thing people would need is functioning bras like I mean <laughs> yeah, yes the lingerie not does so much. not sell functioning bras oh yeah, they do, yeah, <laughs> yeah, they do. <laughs> according to my wife they do not nah, a lot <laughs> he people... says their bras are all for looks and no work uh, they have both from what I understand <laughs> um, but yeah and even then. You would rather have one than none. Yeah, so absolutely. Like, I would if I was a girl, I'd be like, I, have five, I mean, five yeah, like the, like the lingerie bodysuits in the window they're yeah, looking yeah. at probably would still nobody would want that. Yeah. But like the rest of it, yeah, you, you if you want the payless shoes, you'd also want the cheap <laughs> underwear. Like no no question. But yep. um, it's a really cool sequence with like uh, you know. Uh, the, the, the whole thing is yeah, the whole thing's great. It really yeah. is, yeah. Uh, even the, the stuff, it, for people like us who grew up in mall culture oh, yeah. and like and the, again, it's a bone for people like as us. they dance around in the Halloween store on the strongest counter glass ever yeah. installed. <laughs> like, and then it all goes wrong. Uh, they get attacked. They both get bitten. They decide that they're going to just stay together and mm-hmm. die together. Lose their minds together. Lose their minds together. The exact words. And then cut. To present day, where mm. Ellie finds a sewing needle and begins sewing up yeah, Joel's Yeah, because Joel's telling her to run. He to get tells away. her to leave, go, and I'm she die. thinks about it. And then she, the whole flashback to Riley basically takes place in the moment she's got her hand on the doorknob of, yeah. the, of the basement door, uh-huh. and she decides, "No, I'm not going to do that." Yep. And both because she, you know, turned back and wouldn't leave Riley, and also because you know she was so hurt by Riley having to leave her. And she's like, no, I'm not letting you. It's the reverse of what she yells at Joel the episode before about everyone I've ever cared about has either left or died except for fucking you. Yeah. And so she's going to stick it out. Yep. Um, Cut to episode eight. Penultimate episode. Pedro Pascal's favorite episode. Oh, no. The seven was his favorite episode because he gets to just sleep. 
the whole time. <laughs> he wasn't even really in it. <laughs> He's just laying down under a blanket. Yeah. Episode eight, Joel is still in a bad way, laying mm-hmm. in the basement of the house, even though she stitched him up. Um, she goes I mean, out to hunt for food. And in the game, I think she used a bow. Yeah, she's got a bow and arrow in the game. But in the show, she uses a gun, which has mm-hmm. a, which is important because she goes and shoots the deer, and the deer ends up running to David, the cult leader, and mm-hmm. one of his cronies, who is... It's Troy Baker. Troy Baker, so who it's is a, the voice of Joel yeah. in the video game. It's a little weird to hear Joel's... I mean, because Troy doesn't sound exactly <laughs> like Joel. He's yeah. not, you know, unless he's doing the, uh-huh. the Texas the accent. Yeah. But he does sound enough like him that if you've played the game, you're like... What the, yeah, what the, like Joel's thing? talking to Joel right Joel's now. Joel's kind of Joel-y right now. <laughs> um, he's very good. Yeah. Like, I know Troy doesn't do a lot of live-action acting, but like I thought he did, he a, did, a, he did a really good job. Yep. Um, and so she she meets David and one of his cronies, and they agree to trade the deer because they found the deer. She had shot it; it ran away. She tracked it. She gets to the dead deer, mm-hmm. and they're there. Yeah, they had also found the deer. Also, David sees a potential victim. Right, and so they barter. She says, "I'll trade you drugs to help heal Joel for the deer." Um, yeah, she wants penicillin. Basically. Yep. So he sends his crony off to get the penicillin. He comes back, gives it to her. She leaves. They go back to their camp with the deer, and they're like, wait. So mm-hmm. the guy who had stabbed Joel was one of their other cronies. Yeah. And they're like, wait a minute. He killed our people. We're yet to kill him. And so David, to his credit, tries to fight it and says, no, you know, maybe we should leave him alone. Mm-hmm. And then he gives in. And in the process, by the way, like, there's a, there's a, the scene where I like how they, how subtly they do the, the, the thing where, like, you cut back after the scenes with the deer and, and Ellie and the, and David and it cuts back in there. You know, they're, the whole thing is they're looking for food because they have no food. And then it cuts back to the kitchen and they're cutting up. Humans. Um, they're, well, they're cutting up meat and they're like, what is it? Venison. And like, you know, it's because the, the early on, earlier on, there's a there's a sad child because her father hasn't has died. And she like, can we bury oh, we want to bury him? And they're like, oh, the ground's frozen. We can't bury him until spring because they're eating him. Yeah, because they're going to eat him. Um, and so, like, there was, I, it's, this, this pun doesn't work tremendously well outside of text, but someone was, someone was like, oh, it's venison. I'm like, yes, it's made of deer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you pick up pretty quickly as the viewer that they're eating humans. Yeah. Cause, cause right after you see them cutting up all this fresh meat after complaining about how they don't have anything to eat, they David come, in with, come in with a deer and you're like, oh, 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 And there's even a couple people that you see that are like, wait a minute. There's a couple, some of those people know. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. They're figuring it out. So. And the little girl's figuring it out too. Yeah, yeah. And then she says something about, and, and he slaps the shit out of her. Right. Yeah. And, and like, like you start to, again. you start to see the cracks in the, the kindly, Dave. you know, the kindly preacher, yep. you know, pastor leader. And you're like, oh, okay. He's, this is a, this is a cult. Yep. And then we kind of talked about the rest of the episode already. Mm-hmm. Um, he puts Jolie, it, Jolie, Jolie. <laughs> <laughs> I just combined both of them into one person. He puts Ellie into a cage mm-hmm. and tries to convince her to join the cult. She basically says, F you, spits at him. Literally bites his, breaks his finger. Breaks his finger when he tries to reach, which is so dumb. Like he put his hand on the, on the cage. I'm like, what are you doing? Dumbass. Mm-hmm. Like he's going to, like I thought, she's gonna grab his arm, pull it in, and then break his arm. I mean, in he's half. A, he's a pedophile narcissist. He he thinks yeah. he's he thinks he's pretty awesome. Yeah, well, he thought he could. He thought he got through to her, and he did not. He did not. Yep. She gets out, and the rest is what we mentioned earlier. They get mm-hmm. in a skirmish. She ends up killing him with a yeah. gigantic butcher knife. Meanwhile, Joel is tries start, to rape her. Joel started to wake up because she got the penicillin into him, and yep. he, and he uh, as the 
the the hunting party basically finds him and he kills them all, all of them. tortures a couple of them rips their knee, one of their kneecaps off and then like says you're going to tell me where this where this place where, is yeah. and he points to the thing and he's and she and he's and he just kills he's, he's, and he's like he was telling the, this, he was telling the truth me. telling the truth and, and he's, he's like nah I believe him like, <laughs> yep the brutal i mean that to me was the the precursor to what was to come with Joel. Oh yeah, Joel has finally Joel has turned the corner on caring about Ellie uh, yeah. as as a surrogate daughter at yeah. that point. And also has decided that by any means necessary, yeah. he will now protect her yeah. by any means necessary. Mm-hmm. And you kind of see that flash there of like, oh shit, yeah. he just killed everyone. Which is flashing back to uh, when they were in the truck a few episodes earlier, and she asks like, what? Why do you? And she's he's like, you do it for family. You go on for the people that you know, the people you love and the people that matter. That's why you you do it. And so. Like, this is where this is where you know point of no return. She is family to yep. him now. So he tries to rape her. She kills him with the butcher knife. Mm-hmm. Joel shows up. They walk off. He's still in a bad way. He still yeah, can he's barely not great. walk. He's but... I mean he can walk, but he's still not in great shape. Mm-hmm. He's running on adrenaline. Yep. Um, and then they leave. Um, mm-hmm. The crazy part about it, David in the game was kind of an ally. Like when you first meet him, you fight alongside him. Yeah, there's an infected attack yeah, when they're waiting which is for totally his man to totally not in the show at all. No. But in the game, like, I think they may have handled him a little better in the game because they set me up. You think that he's going to be an ally. And to me in the, the show, I always just thought he was a piece of crap. Like, as soon as yeah. you meet him, like, you're like, oh, he's going to totally, like, well, not... I mean, to me, as, as long as, uh, you know, if you're sitting there preaching preaching Bible shit, <laughs> I'm, already, you're, I'm already side-eyeing you. <laughs> And, but, I mean, she even asks him, like, why do you believe any of that crap? Yeah. In And, of course, it does turn out later he doesn't. Right. He uses it as a, as a method yeah, of control, a wedge, which yeah. is exactly what religion is for. Yeah. So, you know, well done, David, for, yeah. for using the, the tool properly. Um, I mean, to, in the game, to me, I never trusted it. I always oh, really? thought he was a bad I didn't, guy. I never got tipped off to him. I mean, no, eventually I, you do. But when I, I'm fighting no. alongside him, I was I mean, like, I didn't know he was going to try to eat me. Yeah. But like, I but I didn't. I never trusted him. Absolutely not. I had, I, well, I had more trust in him in the game. And then it gets turned on his head in the game. So I thought the flip-flop mm. was more powerful in the game than it was in the show. Um... Yeah, I mean, I, the flip flop is not that important to me in terms of is he a bad guy or not. The flip flop in the, 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 what's more important to, to me in terms of the David thing in both game and the show is how bad he is, mm-hmm. like how deep that rabbit hole goes. And mm-hmm. both both the show and the game do an, have an effective method of in, in the in the show you go down the you know he's shown to be more of a molester, more of a pedophile, more of a, you know he's gonna wants to make her his child wife. Like it's mm-hmm. it's horrifying in that regard. That part is not played up although i guess you, you could say it's there mm-hmm. implied in the game yeah. but i think in the game it's horrifying uh it, you know the rabbit hole is more what you say where oh this guy helped you in the same way you fought alongside like joel and bill or, and henry and, and then he turns out to be bad that's the first time someone who's fought alongside you has turned out to be bad right um so that is an effect real betrayal i think that's an effective way to do that in an interactive medium i think that doing it the way they did in the show is a good way to adapt it okay fair um, enough because I do, th- yeah, you're right that that the tur- the turn on that is different. Mm-hmm. But I don't really like one more than the other. Okay, I might have to play the game again to to know again. To remember I, I, what, yeah. if there were tells. Yeah, there. I might have a different opinion of that if I once I play the PC version. Maybe I'll see that differently. Okay. But uh, to me, it was just like okay, that's an adaptational change that I pretty much agree with. Um, that's effective depending on the medium you're in. Yep. Also, that actor is so... Uh, the guy who played David is so good. He was really good. He, yep. he was... All the actors in this are great. I mean, yeah, the casting like, is, is impeccable. Like, literally all of them yeah. are great. The girl who plays Riley is amazing. Yeah, like, all of them. It's, it's, They're also good. Yeah. Um, episode 9, on to the season finale. 
where we get Ellie's true origin story. We thought we got it earlier where they flash back to Fedra and her mm-hmm. time in school. Here we get her as an infant, her mm-hmm. mother, um, who... Who is Ashley Ellie's Johnson. voice actor in for the game, right? Voice actor and mocap. I mean, it's yeah. Troy, Troy and Ashley did all the acting and everything. Yeah. So yeah, that's, that's and this is and again this is something Neil Druckmann has talked about doing with Ashley for years. They were going to do a comic, they were going to do a short film, they're going to and like it just never came together. And, and they're going to do an animation thing. And now and then like when they were doing this, the the I can't remember the other producer, the the Chernobyl guy mm-hmm. was like, he's like, oh, do you have any kind of backstory, anything you've never had about shown about Ellie? He's like, oh, I got this. He's like. That's got to go in the show, like so. Mm-hmm. And here we are, and again, Ashley Johnson knocks it out of the park. Yeah, this was not in the games. Uh, that was not. It's implied. You can. I think um, there's a note that you can read. There's or a note something. you can read, and Marlene does say, "I've known her. I knew her yeah. mother, and I promised her mother that, that you know, I'd protect her." Or I whatever. mean, that line is also in the show. It is, yeah. But like, this is the first time we've seen explicitly what that referred to. Yeah. Also. I thought the house she was in looked a lot like the farmhouse she ends up living in in part two. A little bit. Yeah. Like it's... This explains, though, how Ellie becomes immune. Mm-hmm. Um, so her mother, the the episode opens, her mother is running, and you can hear an infected screaming in the woods. She runs out of the woods, runs into a farmhouse. Um, which, is a, which is a place that they use as a safe house, right. it seems, because she expects... She gets in there. She expects there to yeah. be people in there. She gets there. There's not... She barricades the door and goes upstairs and in a bedroom, and she is literally, her water breaks. Yeah, she's in labor. and As, like, she puts the door underneath the doorknob, her water breaks, and she starts having Ellie. And halfway through childbirth, the infected breaks in the door, comes in and attacks her. She manages to fight her, fight it off. Yeah, with her with the switchblade that Ellie with the has used blade. the whole show. Yep. Fights it off, but then finds that she's been bitten in the mm-hmm. leg. And I went back and rewatched, by the way... And notice that if you watch it frame by frame, she is, in fact, bitten in the leg. Mm-hmm. There's yeah, a moment where the infected ghost gets pushed down and is right on her leg and bites her fucking leg. Yeah, they're like, very, that's the detail. Yeah, they're very careful show. about the choreography. Oh, man, that. they nailed it. And so she's like, oh, shit, I'm in the middle of having mm-hmm. a baby. As soon as she gets bitten, realizes it. Ellie comes out mm-hmm. and is laying there on the floor as an infant with the umbilical cord, and she cuts the umbilical cord. And hopes that's enough. And hopes that's enough. And as it turns out, it was. Not only was it enough, it was very important. Yeah, because she created the first immune person. Yeah, that seems to have been the trick. The trick, yep. Um, and then it jumps to the present, and this is this is where the show basically just follows the game, pretty yeah, much 100%. very little, I mean, outside of like... It doesn't do the thing where, because if I remember right, um, when they, you basically go through an underwater sequence where Ellie almost drowns. Yeah. In the game. You mean. Yeah, in the game. And as you pull as you pull her out, that's when the fireflies show up and knock Joel out. Yep. And in this, it's just they they just knock they them catch out. them. Yep. They yeah. catch them basically. Which is like, and like Marlene's like, oh, they didn't know who you were. I'm like, you didn't tell them that maybe. Hey, yeah. there's this you guy know you this could, girl. You know what you could have done. You could have asked. <laughs> or you could have just drawn a picture. Yeah. Or like. <laughs> Why? There's no reason to do that to two that people just them. walking through. Like she knew they what they looked like. Well, I'm sure she'd given up on on them. She making says, it. "I think that she had given yeah. up." Right. But I'm just saying, in general, even if they aren't anybody important, like why do you need to come up behind them and flashbang them and hit them in the face? Yeah. Like, I mean, they really they go an extra mile in the show to sh- to show that the fireflies suck. Yeah. Um, that the fireflies are pretty much just as bad as Fedder in a lot. And of And I'll say that's one part of the show that I did not get from the game. Yeah, I did not yeah. pick up on that from the game at all. The fireflies are a much more ragtag sort of. Thing. I mean, even in in yeah, and I think it's it's intended to be paralleled. 
Um, and also it's intended to be building to what we find out about the fireflies in part two. Mm-hmm. Um, when he's running through the hospital shooting people, they all look much more like military people than they do in the game. They do. Like yeah. in the game, they look more like just regular people with rifles just, or whatever. Yeah. But like the fireflies in the show have, they have basically have uniforms, they have body oh, yeah. armor. They have like, you know, yeah. like they look like Fedra. They look like the thing they oppose. They look like the, the person who shot Sarah. Yeah. You know, it's, it's. Uh, it's. I think that's a more effective parallel, and especially knowing what comes later, it it tracks more with what you find out about the Fireflies in the second game. I agree. Because the second game, I was like, oh my god, there's like tons of them, and they're like an army, and they yeah. there's like drills and shit. Yeah. You know, it's like, like, but now like that's not going to be a surprise. It's gonna, and like you, there's that distinct, tangible feeling even from the first episode of like if even if the Fireflies won, you'd be trading one group of assholes for, for the another other. one. Yeah. So they're knocked unconscious. Joel wakes up in the hospital. Ellie's not there. They basically explain to him, like, well, we're going to have to kill Ellie to find the cure mm-hmm. to stop the, the outbreak. Because the cordis- they need the cordyceps that is... It- in his inner brain. They actually explain it more more specifically in the in the show, where they in this one, where they basically say, like, the trick... It's something about the cordyceps in her tricks the cordyceps into thinking she's cordyceps. Right. And so it doesn't infect and, right. and take over. Um, but cordyceps grows in the brain so to do this to they basically have to hack her brain out they have to kill her yep and, and they jo- and they, they send and joel away they send joel away and they also are pretty explicit that they never woke her up and asked her about that no they i think they said they explained it to her oh uh, but they don't tell her it's going to kill her i thought they did tell her that they do not because really? she doesn't know oh i thought that they did tell her no they tell oh. her that we're going to do this thing and and figure out what's you know go in and figure out what it is but they do not tell her it will kill her oh i thought that they did because if she knew that like she'd be i up- thought she was okay with it i thought that was the whole thing no because interesting the, pro- the problem is that she that her choice is taken away from her they yeah. never present the choice to her the fireflies or joel yeah and that's why she's so mad is like because that's why joel's lie is effective about like oh they have tons of people that are immune and, da, 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 and like because she didn't know the details of what they were going to have to do to her she assumed that she was going to die and she says as much in the second game like that was it, it has to it has to mean something mm-hmm. it can't be for nothing i mean she says that in, in this in show, this show too. too yeah um she, you know, that's why she's so quiet and depressed in this episode before they find the fireflies. And while Joel is all chipper and up and happy, he We're has a daughter it. again. Yeah, yeah. he's like, "We'll go here and I'll teach you how to play the guitar." Again, music is a bonding thing, a mm-hmm. constant theme in this series. Yeah. Um, the uh, also a uh, uh, nice little touch in the the Left Behind episode. Uh, they bring in "Take on Me." Uh, yeah. They play "Take on Me" in a couple yep. of places, which is a song that Ellie plays on the guitar in uh, the part in part two. But yep. if you go all the way back to the first episode, first couple episodes, um, Ellie's trying to figure out the the song code that that Joel uses for with Tommy on the radio. Oh right, '80s means danger. Oh, interesting. They're thinking. They're thinking <laughs> over there. So they send Joel away. They think they're going to escort him out, and he's just going to go on his way. He kills the people who take him out oh, yeah. and then he kills everyone mm-hmm. like very ruthless like it that this is the closest that they ever get to an actually recreating a gameplay sequence yeah because that is also how i play that scene yeah <laughs> like, he's merciless oh yeah i mean just no mercy if you'd see that that at that point ellie means everything to oh, him yeah. then nothing else matters joel isn't trying to save the world he's just trying to save his world yeah that's it. And that's that's the thing. And I've seen, you know, the argument has started all over again about is Joel a monster? Is he a villain? Like, Joel is not a villain. He's just but, trying to survive. But he is, yeah, he is, 
he's doing a bad thing, but he is not a villain. Everyone, all the main characters in the series and the few, and as we go forward, they're all bad people but to some degree. Thing, Matt, but they it, are not villains. But, that's not how this show works. Well, my thing is, is like, aren't the Fireflies the villains? Well, like, should Joel they're, be? They're the villains from the point of view of Joel. I mean, I think from the point of view again, uh, something big difference from the game to the show. I did not look at the Fireflies that way when I played the game, as I do mm-hmm. watching. And in the show, to me, they are villains just like Fedra. Like I, they're almost on equal footing with Fedra. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know? I don't like the Fireflies. I mean, I don't like them in the game either, frankly. Well, then you find but, out they're um, going to kill Ellie. Sure. Like to me, they become the villains, and so well, it they, was but still they're hard only, to watch. But they're so. only the villains from your point of view. That's well, the from Joel's point of from, view. From the Fireflies' point of view, they have an opportunity to save the world. They think they do. They think they do. Yeah. And again, I, it should be reiterated, and this is something people keep missing when they're arguing about whether Joel did the right thing or whether Joel... Blah, 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 blah. It doesn't matter whether or not the, the vaccine they think they might be able to make would have worked or not. What matters is that Ellie was not given the choice. Right. Ellie was turned into an object. She mm-hmm. was an object of salvation to the Fireflies, and she was an object of, frankly, salvation to Joel in uh-huh. a very different way. And at no point was she treated like a person in this situation. Mm-hmm. She was never given the opportunity to, to, to choose for herself. Yeah. And Marlene says she would she would choose this. We don't really know that. She probably would have, but we don't know because you didn't take the risk of asking her, did you? Yeah. So as horrible as what Joel may do in terms of the cost of human life and what he does to Marlene, they kind of had it coming yeah. because I didn't feel they, that bad about the both sides of this situation do the same evil to Ellie. Yeah. They do not they take away her agency. They do not let her yeah. choose. Yep. And in the end that is the problem with with what happens there. That is why I cannot be like, "Oh, Joel's a hero and he did exactly exactly what I would do." I'm not I probably would do what Joel did in that mm-hmm. situation. I do not disagree with what he did there. Yeah. Really from yeah, in that uh, given that situation and the amoral world you live in, yeah, probably. Um but also like the fireflies did the same thing he did. And nobody thought of Ellie as as her own person in that situation. Yep. And that is the thing that Ellie is fighting against in the future the the, you know, the upcoming story. And the idea that, you know, her life has to mean something. And she has come to believe that her life is only has meaning if she basically is special in the way of the, her immunity. Mm-hmm. She is struggling at the beginning of Last of Us Part Two to feel special as a person just because of who she is. Right. And one of the reasons for that is she feels that that choice was taken away from her. And that is the key to that dilemma. And that is why you can't just say one or the other is the good, good guy or the villain. Because... Everyone's an asshole here. Yeah. There are no good guys. <laughs> no. You can't be a all. good guy and survive in that And world. that is one of the big lessons of part two. It is. Yeah. You know, like, you can't, you have to leave your assumptions at the door in this series in a lot of ways. Yep. Because there is no black and white. There is no good or evil. There is only us. There's yeah. only, you know, it's, it's titled that for a reason. Yeah, yeah. So Marlene finds them in the garage about to escape. She gives him one last chance and he kills her. He mm-hmm. kills Marlene. You'd only come after her. Yep. You'd, and he's right. Yeah. And so they get in the car, and then the the final scene for season one. Oh, also the um uh one of the nurses in this in the surgery room is Laura Bailey, who plays Abby in oh, the game. Wow, so, that's awesome! I didn't notice that. Yeah. Interesting. Well, it's hard to notice with them. I didn't right. notice either, but I, they, they posted about it on the. Twitter. And he also doesn't oh. kill them. He kills the doctor, but he doesn't kill the doesn't nurses. kill the nurses. Yeah. 
He left them alive. Yeah, you don't have to kill uh, everybody. He pretty much killed but everybody he, he else, killed, though. Well, you made them face the face <laughs> them up. But he, I mean, the the doctor, to be fair, pulled a scalpel on him. He did, yeah, which, which was is so really funny. dumb. <laughs> But it showed his conviction as well. Oh, yeah. I mean, the doctor like, believes... I know the scalpel's a joke, but this but is humanity. This is the, yeah, this is... He believes this is humanity's last hope. Yeah. And so the final scene then, she finally wakes up. They're driving. And she asks him, you know, he tells her some lame story about how, oh, they mm-hmm. had found all kinds of other people like you, and it didn't work. Mm-hmm. And so they so, didn't end up needing you yeah. after all. And then raiders attacked, and I barely got you out of there. Yep. And, and then she says, are you telling me the truth? And he says, yes. And she's like... I believe you. And she's like, okay. Oh, and she does not that's believe the him. end of the show. <laughs> she doesn't quite believe him. No, she does not. Believe but him. at the same time, what, uh, what else is she going to do? Yeah. And that brings us to the end of season one. Just an amazing show, Matt. Like I have watched every zombie show ever. As I've said on game face many times, I am one of the, the few people who made it to the end of the walking dead. I watched it all the way to the end. I have watched every zombie film ever made, and Matt, like I would argue, this may be the best zombie-based media ever made. I would agree with that. Although I have a much lower opinion of zombie media in general. I mean, um, I, I don't have a high opinion of it either. No. Like I'm not a fool. I realize yeah. that it's not. <laughs> yeah, it's not high art. I mean, generally, I lost Walking Dead. Lost me in season two. So yeah, most people made it know, to three. <laughs> for me, it was this, the episode where they spend the whole episode trying to get the zombie out of the well. Oh yeah, and they keep it's like, don't break, hurt the zombie, or it'll contaminate the well. It's a corpse in a well. It's already contaminated. Yeah. Like cause they, it breaks in half or yeah. something. They're like, oh, now we it's can't drink disgusting. the water. I'm like, you shouldn't be drinking that water anyway. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. But like. Um, it just got too stupid for yeah. me, and it took too long to oh, do I hear anything. You. But uh, so my point is, is that I've consumed zombie oh, everything, yeah. and this just destroys all of it. Right. Although I would also argue that like this show isn't really about zombies. It's not. Like, it's there, not there are no human in, beings. There are no infected in the last, <laughs> the last two, two episodes. episodes. There, there are none. No. Not a single zombie. And quite frankly, what, so what is it? That, uh, I'm trying to think. Seven. Are there any outside of the flashback in Left Behind in terms of present day events? Are there any zombies in that show after? Um, Once it gets to David, I don't think there's another zombie. I was gonna say, is, is there any? Are there any zombies in that show after they escape from Kathleen and 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 the and Sam gets killed? No, I don't think. There I don't think is. there are. Yeah, it just shows you though. You don't need them. You don't need them. Yeah, yeah. there are back. I mean, it's it's a it's basically it's a pandemic show. It's yeah. a, it's an apocalypse. It's an show. end of the world apocalypse yeah. show. It doesn't yeah. necessarily matter what it is. It could have been anything. Yeah. You just but doing what you did gets it's got it's super creepy. It's got a basis in reality. So you have all these people that didn't know that zombie ants exist get to learn that horrifying fact, and then you you know you get the makeup and all. I mean those they're. They're memorable, you know, like yeah. nothing, no other creature in horror really looks like those, the clickers, no. you know, it's a, yeah. and mushrooms are gross. Like, let's they be are honest, gross, because you know, they grow in like yeah. wet, damp, like areas, like, yeah. they're just gross. And just the recognizability of like, they look gross. I also, I, I think I hate eating, like, I don't eat mushrooms on anything. I do to some, some degree. I, I thought I didn't like mushrooms until I, I love Japanese curry. Uh-huh. And at some, you know, after years of eating Japanese curry and loving it, at some point I was like, I just don't know what it is about that. Like, I like it so much. And someone who knows how to make Japanese curry was like, Oh, it's the shiitake mushrooms. And I'm like, uh, What? Yeah. And like, I'm, I'm like, Yes, that's that's the main flavor. That's the umami flavor in yeah. Japanese curry. And so like, I tried just a shiitake mushrooms separately. And yes, that is absolutely the, the flavor, flavor I love yeah. in Japanese curry. I'm like, I could have been eating this yeah. my whole fucking life. You realize we just started talking about eating mushrooms. Yeah. That's where we've gone. Of course. <laughs> 
I mean, I don't want to eat yeah. a clicker, but like, that's the other thing yeah. is I think we've become kind of inured to the decaying corpse zombie. Yeah. And so this thing it's is, a, this is a different kind of body horror. Um, is that feeling of being taken over by something also, and this is a nice, this little science fact for you. Um, they did MRI scans and cat scans on infected ants, uh, had been infected and died from cordyceps. There is no cordyceps in the ant's brain. So when so when Sam asks, "Do you think you're still your you in there when you become a monster?" Probably you are. Yeah. The brain. I mean, who knows what the. I mean, it says it grows in the brain. In in Mar that's what Marlene and Joel talk about. Yeah. So maybe not. In the, but in ants, the cordyceps grows into the the muscular system. It does not grow into the brain. So the ant is as much as an ant can be, literally watching itself disobey itself. Oh. It's so, so twisted. <laughs> yeah, little. I find that a lot creepier than just yeah. sort of a random. Yeah. The corpse reanimates. Thing. Yeah, yeah. This show is great. Can you think of really? I mean, I really have to nitpick to find any real criticisms of it. Have you managed to really find any? No, it's was, kind of peerless. My 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 only it just like that. That's not what a two thousand three arcade would look like. But that is a nitpick of all nitpicks. It doesn't matter at yeah. all. Like that is the that is that makes cinema sins look like deep criticism. So yeah, I, yeah there's I don't have any no notes. Frankly. When do you think we'll get uh, season two? Two years. Yeah, me too. It's going to be a while. Yeah. Um, they have said already that they're going to get at least two seasons out of The Last of Us Part Two. Mm -hmm. So we have at least two more seasons coming, and then hopefully in that time, yeah, the, they, the third game will be released. I'll tell you what I do think is I think they are going to shoot seasons two and three simultaneously. Like it back, makes sense. Back to back. Yeah. Both because they are all connected, and so you kind of want to get all that together. Also because uh, you don't want some of these actors to age. Ellie, particularly. Yeah. Because I mean, you get to your like, mid-20s, that's when you can you yeah, turn into an adult versus like an right. adolescent and same with all you know all her friends yeah. dina and right. uh, all those guys are gonna they're yeah. all gonna, and abby they're all gonna need to be be a certain age for the whole time and you, you yeah i think they're gonna shoot that all at once yeah and but then just, spread it out so my guess is two years for season two season three will still be in production during that time and then they can release season two season three they could release it a year after season two. Right. They could wait a little. They're, basically, you release that when you know you are going to be released this season. You'll be able to re release season three, and then Last of Us Part Three will come out the game yeah. in the following year. Yeah, and then by a year after that, you'll be ready to put start working season on season, season four, four out. Yeah, yeah, it makes um, sense. Now, I think I think they will start working on season four simultaneously with the game. I, I I don't think there'll be as much lag time between the game and season four as we might think. But obviously, they've flat out said the game will come out first. Yeah, just but, a, an amazing show, just across yeah. the board. So the my, acting, the production value—they nailed everything. Like so, the giraffe scene where you get to look mm -hmm. over the ruins, like the way everything's overgrown. Oh, yeah. They just nailed. And that was my favorite everything. bit. Of, my favorite bit of discourse was the people talking about how the CG giraffe looked really fake. That was a real giraffe. Yeah, I thought it was a real giraffe. It is a real giraffe. Yeah. In fact, it's one of the only real things in the shot. Right. <laughs> but like, oh, just amazing. I mean, like, you're just so ready to talk about how you hate CG. You don't know what you're looking at anymore. Yeah, because it's that good. And part of it, the, this was very funny, because part of it was like, well, the, it's a fake giraffe because all the spots on it are wrong. And it's like, no, it's just a different species of giraffe than the one they did in the game. Because every species of giraffe has different markings. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway. Google things before you yell about it, yeah. people. Come on. Yep. Um, just an amazing show. It's, oh, yeah. It really sucked. It was only nine episodes. Like, it ended way too soon. Mm -hmm. And yet, it covered everything exactly it as it needed. And to. I thought they did a great job of really hitting all the important parts of the first game. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I felt like all the changes they made were smart, and there was good yep. reason behind them. Like it's just really I, hard for me to find. And any I think criticism. there's still reason to play the game. Yeah, there's still reason to watch the show oh, and play the game. Like they are both companion pieces in a really good way. Yeah, um, they do not make one another redundant, which yeah. is super rare. Um, it is absolutely the best adaptation of a video game ever. ever. Not even close. Like, it's like, it's in its own league. I hope that others will eventually join that league. I hope so. But I just, I, my hopes are not I mean, high. part of it is the source material. You are yeah. dealing with a very linear narrative story yeah. uh, from a game that, like, doesn't lose a lot if you take out the kind of the gameplay elements yeah. much. Um, you're not missing a lot, as opposed to, like, say, if you tried to do Shadow of the Colossus, you can't really cut any of that out because part of the reason that story works is because of the journey whereas like if you cut out all the you know clicker stealth sequences you don't really lose anything from yeah. the last of us yeah. and i know there's i've seen people it's like oh well like i hope that like the future sony stuff they're working on is gonna like take lessons from this and be as good i'm like i don't know man like i don't know how you take gran turismo and yeah. do this it's like, kind of it, the perfect storm yeah. or god of war really or horizon i think or- you could do a god of war series about like you know in 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 a similar vein if you do 2018 not the original right. stuff um but again god of it's war does not as good god of war does i mean god of war you're you're yeah it's not on the level of, of yeah. last of us in general um, and it's going to be fantastical and weird in a way that Last of Us isn't. And Last of Us is very grounded and human. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a unique property. It really is. Um, yeah. It's also like fast- but also still kind of being derivative, honestly. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's not none of none of it is a new idea. It's just really executed yeah, well. Again, really we're well. going back to my innovation versus execution yeah. thing. It really matters. <laughs> yeah. you know, if you can, you know, if you ex- execute well enough to make me forget that I've seen a million zombie movies, yeah. and just th- watch this on its own terms, yeah. that's that's a triumph in and yeah. of itself um also we can see how things could go wrong in a narrative driven linear story uh by watching the uncharted movie which i do not recommend anyone do (laughs) i don't either uh and with that we'll call it thank you for listening to this episode of spoiled if you like our content you like what we're doing head to patreon.com slash sifted you can pledge as much or as little per month as you want we appreciate every single dollar and every single patron so matt Great talking to you about this great show. We hope that you guys enjoy the show as much as we do, and we can't wait until season two.